Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on a Tuesday morning. Get an extra night of me this week, uh, which I'm sure will upset some. But hopefully it, it makes a few people happy as I'm doing a little double fill in action tomorrow for for John Johnson, for Big Daddy Graham, as John is in for Al on Wednesday morning. I wonder what Al's doing Wednesday. Uh, Al's taking the day off Wednesday. so um, Got to get ready for the back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back for the Flyers. So Al will be prepping, I suppose. So John will be in the morning show. So I'll be in for John tomorrow night. So a little extra shift. Mike, I'm sure you're not too pleased about that that news. Not me. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. But plenty of... Stuff left to dive into tonight. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. Uh, we'll get to the Sixers this hour a little more. Um, with Brett Brown officially let go, uh, a tweet um, from a former Sixer who was here for a cup of coffee last year uh, that was, was um, I think, you know, a, a little classless by this guy. We'll get to that in, in a little bit. He lost the quiet tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, guy that was in the mix for remember that that was that was the good old days the bench tournament when you had um you know uh, all, all these guys competing for ten minutes of run in the playoffs. Uh, so one of the guys involved with that um had a I think a classless tweet about Brett Brown on uh on Monday. I think too we got to uh, look more closely at Brett Brown's statement. Yeah, because I think he. Some uh, you know, there's there's something going on in there. Okay, uh, I want to look more at Josh Harris's statement as well. We'll do that and why that's concerning to me. And a, a take from one of the most annoying media members out there, Greeny, who he's got his own radio show now after he stabbed Golick in the back all those years ago. Uh, he did. Uh, I, 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 Mike Golick basically said on part of my take that yeah, Greeny, Greeny stabbed him in the back. Have you seen how awkward that new show is? Oh, the, Greeny's terrible. No, not that one. Oh. The one uh, with, like, Keyshawn Johnson yeah, and Jay Williams. And Zubin Mahenti. <laughs> yeah, I've never uh, even heard of that. A- awkward show. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to Greeny's take, which is uh, about the process, which I, I got I to clear up the process takes uh, tonight because it's so irritating to me where this is going and, um, you know, the way people are going to date the process and hinky and all that crap. So we'll get to that as well. Um, 
plenty of stuff to do. Uh, and we'll also start our positional breakdown with the Eagles, with the season fast. It's almost here, uh, shockingly. Uh, so we'll get to that as well. But right now, talking Flyers, after a ugly game one loss, let's be honest, um, a bad performance, they were sloppy in their own end, failed to generate offense, and the Stars need to start stepping up. Uh, we've had enough at this point where after Montreal, into this series, um, the top-line guys aren't getting it done, uh, and the Flyers need more from their leaders. 215-592-9494. Let's go to John in Allentown. What's up, John? Hey, TK, it's nice to hear you're going to be on an extra night this week. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, and by the way, who cares what Mike Greenberg thinks? I don't even like his face. Oh, he's uh, John, he has the whiniest voice. Like, he's, uh, I just can't stand that guy. He's got that face that, you know, you just want to punch it. Yeah, you, you know, do. it's just. He's so annoying. It's just an annoying person. Anyway, listen, TK, I don't think you're going to have to worry about, you know, not being able to celebrate, you know, a Flyers parade. Who cares what list you're on? Because until the Flyers uh, part ways with Claude Giroux, they are doomed. Because that guy is the most uncaptain-like captain I have ever seen on a hockey team. I mean, when Liz, he, he, he looks more uncomfortable with that C on and Lindros did. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, at least Lindros would go out there and lay, lay some hits on somebody. Lindros got his head taken off trying to play hockey for this team. That guy stays out of the fray. I mean, he is not a leader. And well, until the Flyers part ways with that guy, they will not win anything. Well, I don't know if they necessarily need to part ways with him, John, but you look at the difference between Giroux and Lindros. I mean, it's like Lindros, every time he was on the ice – he was a difference maker. Like, he was a Absolutely. legit difference maker. When he was on the ice, you knew he was going to make things happen if he was healthy. Giroux, you just don't feel that way. It's like you're waiting. Right, you're waiting Giroux for him. You're waiting for him to kind of make his presence felt and make his imprint on a series, and he just thought, he just isn't getting it done. He's not, he's not generating enough offense. And for a guy who's compared to some of the best in the game, um, he, oh. he, he's not performing as such. And for, you know, you don't, your top line, your top line has to go out there, shut down the other top line, but you also have to generate offense. You, can't, you're, you know, I'm not paying you all this money and putting the ceiling on your chest to play defense. I'm sorry, you, you have to be responsible for generating offense and going into the corners. He never goes into a corner after a puff, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry if it, in my opinion, they should have parted ways with him years ago they, when they could have got something for him. I mean, they hung on to him too long, and now they're in a spot where even if they wanted to trade him next year, they're not going to get anything for him. Well, this is the thing, I, John. Like, you can be the captain and whatever, and, and you know, y you can be a captain without being an overly emotional guy, which he's obviously not, but if you're not going to be an emotional leader and you're not going to be a vocal leader— you need you to put up results. <laughs> right. You need you need to get results on the ice. And right now, he's not doing any of that stuff. No. Like I said, he's the most uncaptain-like captain. You put Ovechkin on the Flyers, and the Flyers are, are a much better team. Trade, trade, trade captains. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, John, I'd do that in a second. I'm sure the Flyers would as well, man. Yeah, I know. Dude, don't worry about it. They're, Flyers will not win the Stanley Cup, so you ain't got to worry about no bandwagon and... <laughs> Who cares about what somebody from the Green Legion? I, I read that thing sometimes. And what? Post up. It's so stupid. 
I got you, John. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Later. Uh, appreciate it. And then it wasn't the Green Legion who sent out the tweet. They were actually on the list with me. Um, so I, I guess the Green Legion, they're not allowed to celebrate the Flyers' victory either. I, I don't know. I don't know who is, but who cares? You know, why, why, why do people care um, is, you know, uh, the point that I just don't understand here. Um, but when we talk about Claude Giroux, and this has been something that has gone on for years, and John Allentown brought it up, and I'm glad that people are finally starting to recognize this and call this guy out. Because let's be honest, if you're a star player, you take the brunt of the blame when you do, when your team doesn't succeed. You also get a lot of praise when your team does succeed. Uh, let's be honest. That's the way it goes. Look at what's happened over the past couple days with the 76ers. Joel Embiid. You know, we did a whole show last night. Is Joel Embiid the problem with the Sixers? Is Joel Embiid the reason the Sixers lost to Boston? No, of course he's not. The problem is they have a bad roster with a bunch of overpaid guys who don't deserve to be getting what they're getting. But when you are the star and you do not lift your level of play to lift up the rest of your teammates and put them on your back, you're going to take a level of blame. And that's why, despite Joel Embiid's numbers, he takes blame to a certain degree for what happens with the Sixers. Look at the Eagles. I mean, if you watch this team play, truly, and you've seen the injuries around the offense, and all this other stuff, you understand that Carson Wentz is not the problem. And if you want to get in 215-592-9494, you look at the Eagles, and I think most people would agree that Carson Wentz is not and was not the problem with this football team last year. Did he play poorly at times? Sure. But it doesn't mean, you know, that Carson Wentz was the main issue with the Eagles. But if you're the quarterback, and you're the star player, and you're the guy who's going to get all the praise when your team has success, you're also going to get the blame when your team falters. Whether it's fair or not, look at Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, uh, stay out of this, Mike. Donovan hater over there. But Donovan, Donovan was a hell of a quarterback for this team. He took all the blame. He got blamed for every single thing that went wrong with the Eagles. Because he was the most, he he was, you know, the guy that everybody watches and he's the star player and all that stuff. But the point of, of it is, if you're the star, you're going to take a lot of blame. Flyers fans for years, and I understand hockey's a team game and it's not an individual sport a lot of times and you need everybody to contribute. But for years, whenever anybody, I mean, it was how dare anybody criticize the captain. How dare anybody criticize Claude Giroux? He's great. I've had Flyers fans preaching to me for years. He is he's arguably the best player in the NHL. He's a he, he's right up there with all these other guys. With Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. BS. You know, do they win the Stanley Cup every year? No. But those guys have signature moments. Those guys, when they're on the ice, you can tell they're on the ice every single time. Every time Alex Ovechkin takes a shift, you notice him. You notice that he is out there and he is contributing and what he is doing for his team. 
Every time Sidney Crosby or Malkin are out there on the ice, you notice them. They make you pay attention to them and the way they play. They have track records of postseason success. And we know in null sports, you are judged ultimately on what you do in the postseason. Claude Giroux has done nothing in the postseason. Nothing. His last signature moment was eight years ago. I mean, and and the Claude Giroux people who won't criticize him for anything, and again, I'm not saying it's all his fault, but it partially is. And you got if you're the star player, you got to contribute. They'll still point back, well, remember that that shift in game six against the Penguins? It was eight friggin' years ago. Like, when are we going to have, you know, a, a higher a higher standard for our star player? Do you remember how that season ended? Uh, yes, they lost in five to the Devils. Who was unavailable in game five? Was it Drew? Yeah. He got suspended. For what? What did he do? He he went head hunting with this with the stick. Oh, I, well, that that must be the last time he did anything aggressive because I don't remember him ever yeah, I mean, taking my, a run at anybody. My point is that was I kind of thought he got away with murder for like, like I, like if Carson Wentz was suspended for a playoff game but the right. Eagles lost, like what would that look like? Right. Oh, oh, would have been you know trade him, get rid of him, start Jalen Hurts. That's what it would have been. But uh, you know when are Flyers fans going to hold their captain, hold Claude Giroux to a higher standard? Is it all his fault that they're, they they got embarrassed in game one? No. But Bill Nats, I mean, I didn't know this stat till Bill brought it up. 23 straight playoff games without a goal? If you're a difference maker, that doesn't – if you're one of the best players in hockey, as the hockey people have, have told me for years, oh, don't slander Claude – just like the last night, I will not tolerate Claude Giroux's slander on the show. Give me a break. The guy's overrated. He is an overrated hockey player. He's not that good. He's not a difference maker. And hey, maybe he'll prove me wrong in this series. I hope he does. But until he does, you know, I don't really even know where the argument is that, Car- that, that uh, Claude Giroux is one of the best in hockey. He's not. He's not up there with any of these other guys. He's in a lower class. And that's okay. But stop telling me that he is this great player and he is this great, you know, captain when he's just clearly not. You know, he's, he's not on that level. And um, in my opinion, he probably never will be. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Uh, let's go to Ian in Newark. What's up, Ian? Hey, what's up, Tom? Yeah, it's, it's the problem with the Flyers. They, they talk about they, they're mad that no one talks about them. Is that why they have so much beef against you guys? You know, Ian, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is with some, and I'm not saying all Flyers fans, but some, because they yell at us for not talking about the Flyers. But then I talk about the Flyers, and you don't yeah. know anything about hockey. Stop talking about the Flyers. It's like, dude, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, I hear a lot about that. That's what's confused about that. Now, with the Elliott thing, I, the only, like, you had me crack it up because uh, you got me to call in, man, Middle League. <laughs> I still hit three. I hit three off the fence. I, my first practice when I was 12, I hit a home run. I thought I was going to hit a bunch of home runs. I still can't get over it. Not one of those went over. I know. But, uh, but you know, it's funny. If you, Elliot, the only thing that's possible he could do is you put him in an NBA game, he might be able to score one point because no one's going to guard him. But that whole home run thing, he's not hitting no home run. The hardest thing in sports, hands down, is hitting a 98-mile-per-hour fastball. He's not hitting a home run. And, uh, and then – 
I want to get right, to the but, Eagles but, point. but but we got okay. yeah, and I'll let you get to the Eagles point. But I, I'll remind you, it's Jack Fritz pitching to him. So oh, you're okay, you're looking right. at you're looking at probably 65, 70 so, tops. So what's he what's he going to go on a little league park or are they going to a big park? Well, I, mean, I think they're I, I think they're playing at FDR Park. I think that's like a little league. I, I don't know. Okay. I, what probably two fifty to dead center, Mike? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I, I was like kind of confused on that whole thing, but uh, now the Eagles. The one thing this year, man. Not, the one thing it. I'm so happy because I'm looking forward to the season. I think they are going to be able to finish because of the whole testing thing and stuff. But Carson Wentz this year, he won me over last year because I was a Foles guy. And you were right. But the one thing Wentz has to do this year, he's got to get down. Stop trying to get the extra yards. You know, like against Seattle, they would have won that game. But he's, he should have got there. He's got to be like Eli Manning, man. He just can't take those chances anymore because you need Wentz healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I, he's just got to be smarter about that kind of stuff. So. No, he, no, he's too important. Ian. And, and and the Seattle play, I don't know. I saw it a little differently. Like I, I, I thought that was kind of naturally going to the ground. Maybe he lunged a little bit, but nah, uh, he, 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 yeah, he, he lunged forward though. Like he could have avoided. He could have avoided that. Go back and watch but, that play. He really didn't. What did he gain? Gained two extra yards, but he gained a concussion. But the, right, there are times more. He's got to stop. He's just got to be. He's got to be like Russell Wilson. Just go. The yeah. way he does it, slide it, you know? Well, there are times, I thought more, like, there was a play in the Buffalo game when he dove forward, and that, he dove for a first down, which was a big play, but, yeah, I, I, I get it. You don't want him taking those risks, and especially, you know, with the guys behind him, uh, you know, because Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's going to be ready to play yet this year, and nobody wants to see Nate Sudfeld. Harley Hurts is going to be playing, though. Like, it looks, seems like, isn't that true? Like, he's going to be out there in the same, like, uh, formations with them and stuff. They're going to use them, though, right? Maybe. I mean, uh, Ian, right now it's really difficult to know just because the lack of, of access. You know, I think you're seeing lack of, you know, they're the, – the, 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 the same access that the media yeah, usually true. has, you're not getting. So I and without seeing, you know, preseason games and stuff like that, I think it's kind of difficult yeah, to know. True. Now before I get off, man, I didn't get your opinion on the baseball thing. For me, I actually like the moves that Phillies did. I think Workman is going to pitch better. He's got some stuff, like that curveball. I think Phillies do get in the playoffs. I don't know where you're at with that. I I think they do get in the playoffs because. All you got to do is be 30 and 30 and you're in. Your goal is to get in, and anything can happen. I don't think they win it, but I actually like them. They just need two more moves. They need to get two more pitchers. Well, but well, the Workman and Embry are good moves, though. You can't discredit Clintech for trying, though. No, well, the path for them, Ian, is to get to second in the division because the way that it works is, you know, the top two teams in each division, then two right. wild cards. But the East is so bad this year that yeah, that, I, I think I, they do though. Don't you think so? Yeah, like I well, I don't know. I mean, I think the Nats are pretty much checked out. Um, right. You know, I think they have kind of a World Series hangover going. The Mets, I'm not scared of, and obviously the and Marlins, Marlins are aren't very now. good. Marlins are down. They're going right. Well, I mean, right, as of today, they'd be in the playoffs. Ian. I know, but they're, they were what? They were like ten to four. They're, they're not going to have a winning record. I, I, I just feel confident about. Philly's making the playoffs. They just do because those three moves. I did can't be prisoner of the moment. Workman does have. He's got to get that curveball over. But I do like the two moves they did. So, but I don't think they're done making any more moves. Though. Well, we'll see. I appreciate calling. Thanks, man. Yeah, take it easy. And I, I hope so. I still have worries about the bullpen. Like, I mean, I don't know about Workman. He looked awful his first two outings. Like, I hope he's better. Um. Hembry looked good, and then we haven't seen Hale yet. So 
you know, they made some moves. I, I hope the bullpen's good enough, but but who knows? I mean, you've wasted a couple really good offensive games so far this season um, and a couple really good starts from from some of your pitchers. And, and you know, that's difficult to overcome. Mike also types on the screen they could catch Gabe's Giants. I don't think Gabe I, – I think Gabe's Giants are going to fall off, but I think there are some other teams that are scarier. But the Phillies would have to first catch them to even be in the conversation. They're – you know, since Phillies are a last place team and Gabe's a wild card team, the Phillies would have to catch Gabe. All right, Mike, I could do without the without the sarcasm. I'm not gonna no, lie to you. It's you know, you know the way the way it works. They gotta catch the teams in, you know ahead of them. I can tell you. I mean, you know what is the most predictable way for this season to um to end? Well, for for the Phillies to you know what for something to happen here is that obviously getting to second in the division is probably the easiest path just right. because the East isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Watch, this is going to be the spot. They are going to be on a run. They're going to be in a good spot. Then they're going to go down to Miami for that seven-game series, and they're going to lose 5-7 of seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, they, they can't beat the Marlins. I don't know. what. Why can't they beat these guys? Yeah, Sixto gets like two wins. <laughs> right, right. That would be the most Phillies way to not make the playoffs is to go down to Miami for a seven-game series and lose five of six of those games. Um, Arietta comes up with an injury somewhere. Right. Velasquez blows another seven-run <laughs> yeah. lead in Miami like last year. Um, or last week. Right. Well, but, but I'm thinking of the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying. But, <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully um, they get out. I'm looking right now at ESPN – uh, and the standings, the Phillies have the second-highest playoff odds percentage in their own division. Uh, the Marlins are in second right now, and they still only have 11% chance to get to the playoffs. That tells you what uh, they think of the Marlins. Is that because like all the doubleheaders, you think? Yeah, I well, think it's and- just because they just think the Marlins are bad, and this is an aberration that they're you know 12-11 and 11 right now. Yeah, right. The Phillies are like right there at the Mets. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is As bad as it's been for the Phillies, they're only two and a half games out right now. Um, so uh, we'll see. Uh, their series tonight, they start a series with Washington tonight, Mike. Is that correct? That is correct. In Washington? In Washington. Okay. Who do we got tonight? Jakey? Uh, yeah, it would be, yeah, because F1 was last game. Yeah. Okay. So Jakey on the hill tonight. Uh, who's going for Washington? Do we know? Uh, I can tell you. In okay. Sorry. So, I'm sorry. I, I thought you had it up then. Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty, a lefty? I that is a righty. I think it's a former high draft pick. All right. Um, so we'll see if the Phils get it tonight, but a big series with the, the Nats coming up next couple of days. Yeah, Nola Wednesday, and then uh, ooh, Thursday could be rough. Spencer Harrod against Max Scherzer. Yeah, that's not a good matchup. <laughs> that, that, that is not a good matchup. Uh, but the Phils take – I don't think the Nationals really care, to be honest with you. I think no. the Nationals kind of packing this one in this year. I agree. So uh, hopefully the Phils – can get off to a good start tonight behind Jake Arietta. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm going to hear from Flyers fans, seriously. Because I've been told for years how great Claude Giroux is. I will not tolerate any Claude Giroux slander. Claude Giroux is overrated. He is an overrated player. And nobody is ever hesitant to criticize Carson or criticize Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or even Bryce Harper. You know, anybody else in this town, if you're a star player and you're not performing, you get criticized. Why do people, Flyers fans in particular, always cape up for Claude Giroux, the captain? You know, nobody can say anything wrong about the captain. Well, the captain is overrated. He has no signature playoff moments in the last eight years. And the one that he does have came in the first friggin' round. 
it's time to call out Claude Giroux, and um, he needs to perform better. And if he doesn't, Flyers are going to be going home soon. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. When we get back, we will turn our attention to the Sixers. Brett Brown officially relieved of his duties. Uh, We'll go through all the reporting um, from the day on Monday and why I find it pretty discouraging at the offset here as far as what's going to happen with this organization. Uh, So we'll get into that next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.